0: Hi, I'm Janelle.
1: And I'm Monique. And welcome to Is Marriage Worth It? We are just two single chicks, girls, women. Anything but females. Trying to figure out what marriage is like and is it worth it? I'm assuming the best place to get
0: the answers is from married people. Maybe engaged people, newlyweds,
1: and even other singles. Each episode, we will have a guest answering different questions we have Or that you may have about marriage. Join us as we try to figure out, is marriage worth it? And if it is, I wonder if my future husband or yours is listening right now. Hi, I'm Monique. And I'm Janelle. And welcome back to another episode of Is Marriage Worth It? Our guest this week is Lori Funny story of how we have her on the podcast. I signed up for this uh site that's like called podcastguests.com and it'll send you a list of like people who are looking to be on a podcast. And so I was reading through and I came across Lori's profile. And like after I read it, I was just like, yo. we have to get her on the show like there's no doubt about it so it's like I talked to my co-host then we sent out the email and then she reached back out to us so we are excited to have you with us today Lori so thank you thank you thanks for having me I'm excited so to kick things off go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself
2: So I am originally from Massachusetts, currently live in Southwest Florida on the uh, Fort Myers, Naples area. I am 49, never married, no kids. My kid is one dog and one cat (laughs) and it's gonna stay that way. Um, What else can I tell you? I went to college for dance and theater Owned a dance studio for four years, owned a couple of dance businesses, have been in a lot of different types of jobs sales, recruiting, admissions, hospitality. Um, in 2016, I decided to. Uh, go ahead and travel. It's something that I've been wanting to do. So I owned a home, sold it in three days, bought an RV, packed up my dog and two cats at the time and lived in it full time by myself for three years. And I traveled and worked around the country full time. Wow. That is awesome. (laughs) Yes. And it brought me here because I worked in Florida one season in Naples and fell in love with it. So when I decided to come off the road in July of 2019, I picked here to live. And that's how I ended up in Southwest Florida. That's quite a journey. Yes, I'm going to tell you, I've had many jobs, many experiences, and I was working as a full time event planner and then COVID hit. And people have been telling me for like 10 years, I need to write my book about my dating stories, because I guess the way I talk about them is very funny, even though, you know, they're kind of depressing. But anyway, so I'm like, I'm going to write it. So I wrote it starting, I guess, May of 2020. It's uh, been a long process. It's my first book. I had no idea how long it took to write a book and a website, and my singles t-shirts that go with it. But finally, it's done. The website's done. The book is done. Finally ready to rock and roll.
1: And right before this, I just ordered her book. So
2: I'm excited (laughs) for that to come. Yes, I can't wait to reading. hear what you say about it. It'll make you laugh. It is nonfiction, so it's all true. That is awesome. It's so, awesome. when did you start dating? So, I was kind of a late bloomer. I really didn't start dating till I was 21. I would say, mm-hmm. um, like, I had my first like boyfriend at 21. So, and now I'm 49 and I've never been married. So I've been dating on and off for over 30 years. I mean, I've had long-term relationships intermittently,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but, um, so I've been dating quite a long time before the internet even existed. Cell phones existed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an old lady. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So how so did it. you meet these people then
1: if this was a time before the online dating and all of that?
2: I mean, like, I don't know how you old you guys are, but back in the day, <laughs> we used to meet people, you know, like in college or at work or um, maybe at a bar or just much more organically mm-hmm. than people meet today. And um, just much different. But now, I mean, I've met a lot of my relationships online. I can't even remember the last time I met somebody just organically. Because it's hard to meet yeah. somebody organically. And, you know, I worked from home a lot. Or, you know, my I don't know. I just didn't really have the opportunity to meet somebody like back in the day when we did, I didn't have a high school sweetheart, a college sweetheart that I stayed with, nothing like that. So, and now that I'm older, dating's even harder. Mm-hmm. So now it's internet dating based for many, many millions of people. There's too many people. That's my problem. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you guys some statistics that I find crazy. So, when I was writing my book, I mean, there's some statistics and a lot of them are depressing and going to make you want to just say, fuck it, excuse my mouth. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) So um, so match.com is the number the first site that was ever invented or created. And it's in my book. And I always, you know say where I got the information from. And I believe it was 1995. And now I guess back as of 2020, it had 9.9 million users and it was worth $21 billion. Oh, wow. So there's like 8,000 dating apps and websites. So just think just one has that many users. Oh my God. So it's a billion dollar money-making industry that's only growing and like you said, it's just, there's too many people, too many choices. And like, that's another whole story about how like dating has changed over the years and and not in a good way at all.
0: Yeah, I, I, I tried Match for a little while. I think I was too young. I did it right out of college. I was about 22. And it's just one of those things where it's like, A lot of people do it for the free weekends and so like i was like connecting with this person and then it got to the communication part and then it was like um i don't know if i got ghosted or the end of the free weekend hit but like i never heard from this person again and i was like
2: but we were connecting you know how many people say that and like how many people say, and it's happened to me, like it's like a one hit wonder, but it's like a one date wonder where mm-hmm. like, first of all, you can talk and it's great conversation and then you never hear from them. And you're like, what the hell? Well, you have one great date and then you never hear from them. And I think there's a couple of reasons. I think one of the reasons is what you had said is that there is too many options mm-hmm So you could be talking, now I think it also depends on what you're looking for. Like, are you looking to date casually and meet as many people as possible? Because you think the grass is always greener compared to one and then the next and then the next, or are you looking for a relationship to date one person? So like if you meet someone and you think they're cool, but you're like, well, wait a minute. You know, I'm also talking to 10 other people and mm-hmm. she's hot or he's handsome or I want to find out now me because I've been dating so long. I don't want to date. I just want to talk to one person and be with that person. But let me tell you the dating and then the other thing which I think is half the problem is people really don't know who they are, what they want, what they deserve. And one of the biggest problems is which I'm going to start designing my own internet dating site focused on relationship ready singles, Mm -hmm. where these people are truly ready, ready for a relationship. And a lot of people aren't even self-aware to know, wow, you know, I have issues with my ex. My kids are going through stuff. I haven't, gotten over issues with my family because that makes them all not relationship ready. So people think they are and they're not. And then they really like somebody and then something backs them away or they have issues they haven't resolved. So but a lot of people I mean, that's that's just another whole topic. But why I decided I wanted to start a dating site specifically for those type of people. Um, A lot of people aren't self-aware enough to know, wow, I probably shouldn't be dating right now. And that's why a lot of people are getting hurt. You make a valid
1: point. I don't think I've ever thought about it from that point of view, like that perspective at all. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I mean, I've done a lot of therapy. Um, I love life coaching. When I was, I was doing singles events um, and we did a phenomenal event, like not a typical singles event where I had a friend of mine who is a phenomenal life coach. And then she has a friend who's more. So this life coach, her name was uh, Amy, and she did the mental side of dating. And then we had another friend, Sarah, who did the physical side. And just and I did the first hour of mingling all these singles. Amy did the next hour of interactive life coaching on being more self-aware about who you are as a person and what you want. And I don't know if you girls have heard of the love languages. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or the different types of. No, it's not for. I'm sorry. It's more than that. Different types of love language. Um, no, it is four. And then Sarah would do the physical side where it's called an erotic blueprint, where you can take a quiz to determine in a relationship what do you like physically? And it means more like, are you sensual? Are you more risque? Are you more vanilla? Are you? Because if you're trying to, if you get that far in a relationship and you're trying to date somebody and you have different likes or dislikes in the bedroom and you're not aware of the other person, then that's going to cause a huge relationship problem. Right. So with all these seminars, and then when COVID hit, we did these all on Zoom. I have learned so much that I was not even self aware of about myself. There's a lot to know and relationships are hard and a lot of people have a lot of baggage that have not, they have not resolved and they may not even be aware they haven't resolved it. And they're trying to build a relationship with somebody. And that can be really hard, especially if the two people don't communicate and they're on two different pages. So.
0: No, that makes perfect sense. Like I can think of relationships of um, friends and acquaintances that I know that I'm just like, Oh, wait, you guys like those things? It's where it's like, what? How are you two together? <laughs> right. um, I mean, if it works for you, it works for you. And then it doesn't work. And I was just like, well, I kind of see why it didn't because.
2: Right. Yeah. And then people date too. And I've done so, made some dumbass decisions, but the mm-hmm. older I get, I'm hoping I've learned, but I think it also depends on where you are in your life. Do you want like what you want? But knowing like I'm not I have never been the girl who's been thinking about my wedding since I was young. And I, my goal was the husband, the house, the picket fence, the kids, the dogs. That was like never my thing. I never was like, oh, I want to be a mom. And it's fine. If people do, they do. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think, you know, everyone's in a different place in their life and you have to match up in that way as well. Like I'm a go getter. I want to get back in my RV. I have a lot of dreams and goals. I need to find somebody who's that as that type of similar personality who is going to support me. Right. So I think that's thinking it is so much to figure out and think about when you're trying to date. It is a shit show.
0: And I think that's the thing that we don't really talk about, especially as a culture at large, that like, it's more than just looking cute on social media and holding hands and having like these great individual moments. It's being able, it's like when the, when it's quiet, like relating to somebody and wanting to still be in those spaces with that person.
2: Yeah, of course. I mean, I recently started dating somebody and let me tell you, like he is by far the most supportive boyfriend I have ever had. And he's the best communicator. A lot of people are not comfortable with awkward conversations about, you know, intimate things or uncomfortable things. And I've been in many a relationship where the guy gets so pissy raises his voice and like this conversation's over and walks out the door. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. And This guy I'm dating, his name is Pete, and he and I are able to have awkward, uncomfortable situations, whether it's about he has some kids or what's going on with us. And we don't raise our voice and none of us, neither of us leaves the room. And it blows my mind because I've never had that before. And I've been dating a long time. Yeah. And, you know. You have to be able to communicate and but like, I, I swear to me, I've learned, it just goes back to the person being more self-aware mm-hmm. of their strengths, their weaknesses, you know, learning to be more open and learning that communication is extremely important in relationships. So you're not arguing all the time where you're not, not talking about things and things are stewing and, um, I'm you know, I'm 49 years old. <laughs> That's taken me quite a while. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: So, um, when did you realize that you had to start being, I guess, more self-aware? Like, when did that connect or click for you?
2: I would say it really started clicking for me once I started doing my singles events and that was only a year ago girls like you know I've done therapy because I deal with like depression and anxiety so that was more focused on that not really focused on me being self-aware but you know I have a little temper so I've had to work on like you know I come from an Italian family so I'm a little fiery (laughs) Um, worked on that but when it comes to being self-aware about what I want and who I am. I really started getting into that because of COVID. Um, and because we did all these great zoom webinars, cause people couldn't come to the events. Mm-hmm. Like our first really cool singles event was on Valentine's night. It was a Friday night last year mm-hmm. and people wanted it again. And then COVID hit. Mm-hmm. I lost my job as the full-time event planner. So, It was such a great turnout that we did them online. We did psychic calls and everyone's question. Ninety nine percent of the people said, when am I going to find love? Everybody wants to find love. When I started writing the book, we did like just anyone join. We want to get some stories. We want to get your take on that. We had like 40 people. We had uh, my friend Amy and then her friend Garth, who did um, what women want, what men want. So each gender could learn about the other gender, kind of what they're looking for. We did one with another woman. It was called You Do You Before You Do Somebody Else, meaning you need to know about <laughs> you. You need to take care of you before you can even get involved with somebody else. Yeah. So I, I swear, like I learned a lot. And through all of this, I, you know, wrote the book. I become extremely interested in life coaching. Um it's helped a lot. I see a life coach that I really, really like. I have two of them. Um, So, but let me tell you, I wish I had done this a lot earlier, like long time ago, Mm -hmm. but then again, you know, you grow, you learn and, doesn't come all into place when you're 18, 20, 21, or not maybe not even 30 or 40. Everyone says 50 is the time when you finally get your shit together. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. No. I have a year. I have a year. I turned 49 in March. So I have a little under a year, but um we'll see what happens, girls. Let me tell you, I tell everyone my book is not a self-help book so don't even read it if you're looking for advice just read it to laugh just laugh commiserate shake your head like holy shit that happened to me too oh my god that's ridiculous i have a story i could tell her that's what it is i literally say that in the introduction of the book this is not a self-help book so what got you into helping like these singles events well, like I, I always thought the singles events, I always went to were kind of lame, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like I've done eight minute dating, seven minute dating, but that's like awkward. You're like sitting across from somebody, you're forced to speak to them like forced, right? Then you do like, maybe there's a meetup or something where it's singles and y'all just go to a bar and you sit. Like, what, what are you supposed to say? How are you supposed to talk? Now I could talk to anybody. So I'm like, this is stupid. I want to do an interactive singles event. So I came, I started all of this when I moved to Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had been thinking about it. So what I did was I came up with, all these different questions. So I, everyone came, we had it at the bar, they had drinks. And then I broke everybody down into groups. Everybody participated and like the first group I broke them down based on the state they were from. Mm -hmm. So I think I broke them into four different groups. Yeah. Four different groups based on the state. Everyone stood in a circle and they all were just kind of looking at each other and they were looking at each other. They were in a circle. And I said, okay, First question, one at a time, you have to go around the circle and say what your name is, where you're from, how long you've been in Florida and what brought you here. So this was really cool because everyone actually shut up. They got to listen to each other and learn about somebody. Mm -hmm. So then the next one, I broke them up into different groups again, based on the month of your birthday. So you were forced in a way to interact and actually listen to every single person in the room talk and get to know them. And say maybe like you were like, oh, wow, this person's really cool. And that and if I didn't force people to move around, maybe they wouldn't have met them because they just didn't have a chance to talk to them. They were too afraid to talk to them. They didn't find them physically attractive, but all of a sudden they're very attracted to them mentally. Yeah. So it was really cool. Uh, And they all moved around and. It was just and it wasn't like shallow questions like what's your favorite color or what's your favorite movie? It was, you know, what's on your bucket list that you haven't done yet? It was like, you know what I mean? More thought, thought provoking questions and not anything too serious, but just to get people to meet and talk. And especially today. Oh, my God. I hate it. Everything's done through text. It's so obnoxious. Guilty. (laughs) Guilty. Yes. I hate it. Even with my job. Oh, we do everything over Skype chat. And I'm like, oh, my God, I can't. I'm going to commit myself. (laughs) Can't We just like have a conference call or I can't. I hate texting. I hate it. See, I'm more of a text. I I text a lot.
1: And so it's like really hard for me to jump from texting to having actual conversations with people. I don't know if it's because I'm like introvert. Or just like, I get awkward. I'm not going to You
2: can't be too much of an introvert. You're doing a podcast. This is also true. (laughs) You're just a conundrum. You're a mess. We're all a mess. I (laughs) am.
0: I I do prefer talking over the phone, but so many people in my life prefer like text in written form. And I just feel like I can't get my message across all the time. So I end up just like not talking. (laughs) No. Oh, you know what I do? This is a talk in
2: person. This is so pathetic. This is what I do. Okay. Listen to how old and pathetic this is. So anyways, you know how like if you do your voice to text. Yeah. And you're like, Hey guys, it's Lori, period. Can't wait to see you exclamation point. You know how you have to do that. Right. Yeah. So then sometimes for work, we do audio recordings. So it's not voice to text. You can record your voice, right? Right. So I'll literally say, hey, Lori. Hey, it's Lori, period. (laughs) How's your day? (laughs) Like, it's so lame. I can't stand it. I hate it. I hate it. I'm old. I want to talk on the phone. I want to do, well, one of my... um, I am much more of a, um, so one of my love language is quality time. Mm-hmm. That means, mine. yeah. So I want to spend time with you. I don't want to just talk to you on the phone. I love face to face meetings. And I just didn't put my video on because my dog is all over the place and I'm stuck at home. <laughs> and so I was like, Oh God, this is a disaster. But anyways, but you know what I look like it's in my book. But, um, so my, that's my love language that's a big one is quality time so I would rather sit across from you feel your energy and talk than just talk on the phone or text so yeah that's
0: my roommate's love language she um we can sit she just wants to be in the same room with you like you don't have to talk you don't have to do anything just physically being near you yeah and I think to a degree I that's my love language but I feel I don't know sometimes I'm torn between like Words of affirmation. It's definitely one of the up. Uh, I gotta take the quiz again because mm-hmm. that's one of them. If it's words of affirmation, is definitely like a big one for me. Mm-hmm. But also like physical touch, but not too much physical touch and specific physical touch. <laughs> like I need to invite you into. I need to invite you into the physical touch as opposed to being touched because you felt like touching me. I
2: don't oh know. well, there's nothing wrong with that. See, yeah. you know that. And you can literally tell that to somebody you're in a relationship with, be like, you know what I mean? You verbalize that like me, physical touch and quality time are my top two. Mm -hmm. Um, I definitely, though, do like words of affirmation because I'm a big positive reinforcer type of person. Mm -hmm. And then the other one is no, um, no. Then there's receiving gifts and acts of service. So there's five love languages, not four. Mm -hmm. um but I mean I like them all god damn it and I want them all
0: (laughs) right yeah I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting all five I think it's just if I had to pick not had to pick but like you'll really get my heart if it's this or that Mm -hmm. so yeah
1: yeah minus quality time And then my least one is physical touch. Don't
2: touch. Really? Yeah. (laughs) So then that means you should definitely not be with someone whose physical touch is their most important love language. Yeah. Because then you're not going to get along. It's going to be awkward. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I I mean, knowing that
1: is probably super helpful.
2: Yeah. Yes. One hundred percent. And a lot of people don't even know that about themselves. So. These events are in Florida. They were, they're not now. I also started a dating relationship and sex trivia, the good, the bad and the ugly to try to bring like a different type of trivia. Cause everyone around here does like sports history, current event trivia. Right. right. And we were doing this hysterical trivia, like rated R trivia and it was hysterical. So I'm going to try to start that again. And I thought it would be a great place for me too to like promote my book.
0: That'll be fun. Let me know. Definitely. We'll sign up for that.
2: I should do that on zoom. I didn't even think about that. You just gave me a great idea.
0: I I just don't want to be in Florida. If, um, could be
1: helped.
2: (laughs) Where people are flocking down here, girls, every day, a thousand people are moving here. It's because we're the only state that's actually open and allowing you to live. But anyways, everyone has a different opinion on that, but, um, I love the be- I would never live in Florida if I was in the middle of the state, but I would only live here because I'm near the beach and I love the trees, the dolphins, the the water, the shells. Mm-hmm. The Gulf is so warm, pretty much year round, the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. So, So what was the best state you've ever been on? It would have been easier if we said, what is the worst date? But let's see.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's the next question. So let's let's get some time to ruminate on it.
2: The best date? Oh my God, this is depressing because I feel like I don't know. It doesn't have to be like
0: blockbuster movie kind of date. Because sometimes the best dates are just like you enjoyed, it felt memorable or like it meant something in that relationship.
2: You know what? This is something else I've also learned that the best date comes from the person that you feel the best with. Mm -hmm. Like you could have somebody take you on this phenomenal dinner or dancing or like dinner cruise and you're not really into them. But you could take somebody that you're really into and they take you out to a movie in like a video game, Dave and Buster's, and it's the best day ever. Yeah. Because you're with that person. You know what I mean? And I would say recently, my boy, I have a boyfriend, like I told you, we've been dating about 10 months. Um, and he uh, took me to, for my birthday, Um, up a little bit north of us to this beautiful beach town. And we just went to the beach and there was this awesome um, drum circle on the beach. And it's because it was with him. Yeah. That's why. I just, anytime we're together, we laugh our asses off, which is so important. But you know what? This is not going to sound, I don't want this to sound wrong, but I have never been with a man who has spoiled me. You know how sometimes you hear about these women, oh, my boyfriend took me out to this amazing restaurant Mm -hmm. and bought me this and bought me that and took me on. I mean, I've never really been with somebody who's gone over the top and spoiled me, which is fine. Um, Obviously, the older I get, you know, that's not as important as like I told you, the support for my dreams and goals and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. But I've never really had that. So. Yeah. So What's the worst day you've been on? Oh, my God. You guys got to read my books. I have a ton of them. <laughs> so I can tell you one that I was on a different podcast earlier in the week. And he's like, what's a bad date? So I. Oh, my God. Sometimes I can't believe these stories are true. So <laughs> I met this guy online and we met at like a Dave and Buster's. Do you guys have those there? Yeah. It's Yes. Yeah. Oh. In- or it was something like that. And it was good. You know, it was a good date. And this is when I was living in the city. It, I wasn't living in Boston. I was living in Cambridge, which is next to Boston. It's a, it's a very big city as well. And I had a car and he lived in the city as well, but he didn't. So anyways, um, uh, he, I invited him to my apartment. I, so we could cook together a cook dinner. And I think it was our second date, but he didn't have a car. He must've come be a train or, you know, the subway or whatever. So this is literally what happened. And I can't remember it exactly, but I just remember him, me having, he had to take a dump, okay? Okay. He had to to poop, but this is a person who did not feel comfortable pooping in my apartment. So he literally said to me, can you take me to a public restroom because I don't feel comfortable doing it here? So I literally had to put him in my car because he didn't have a car, drive around the city and stop at a public restroom. So I think the first place we stopped, I don't know if it was a gas station or a Dunkin Donuts, and it wasn't to his liking. So oh I had to gosh. find another place <laughs> and he took his shit there. And you know what? I know people say and it's me if i have to go i'll go anywhere like i'll go on a porta potty i don't even care i'll just go i mean it's human nature but yeah. um, i know people who will not poop in their significant other's place or I, <laughs> I mean to a level i get that if it's
0: like odorous and disgust like that kind what are of, you gonna do but I mean, if I'm I'm not asking anybody to take me somewhere else, like that doesn't make sense to me. No, it's then, dis- then You're gonna make demands as to where we're stopping. You're gonna take this <laughs> gas station or you're going home. Like, I don't what are we doing?
2: What's more embarrassing? Stinking up somebody's bathroom or asking them to drive you somewhere? I don't know.
0: Oh, uh, they think both scenarios suck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean I'd rather stink up the bathroom but like i also don't want them to go on the internet and said so this girl stink up my bathroom
2: (laughs) that's what's so pathetic about the damn internet jesus nothing's private (laughs) but seriously like i don't care if you have to poop poop i don't mean it's human you know what i mean mean?
0: there's fans in the bathroom Mm -hmm. like yeah
2: yeah but at the
1: same time i'm not gonna lie i'm a nervous pooper like (laughs)
2: but that goes (laughs) i'm not i've got like a horrible stomach if i gotta go i'm going and i'm like a peeing machine so if i gotta pee i'm gonna pee
1: i mean if if i I have to pee i'm fine with peeing but like when it comes to pooping i will hold it until i like leave or like excuse myself and go somewhere i have my own vehicle so i will leave and you maybe will I'll leave. Come back so and- if you were on a yeah. date
2: with a guy and you were at his apartment and you had to poop, you would be like, "I gotta go poop. I'll be back in 10.
1: I'm not saying anything, or I will hold it. Hopefully, that date isn't lasting very long.
2: But what if it's a good date? So you like, and you can't hold it.
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I haven't come across that scenario. <laughs> like,
0: I mean, I literally the just bathroom come before out. I go anywhere. So, like.
2: Like, haven't you all been somewhere? Maybe something didn't agree with your stomach or I don't know. I'm telling Uh, you, like, my stomach will just hold it. You're crazy. I'm not holding it, If I gotta go. I gotta go. I don't care. I'm 49 years old. I gotta go.
0: <laughs> there have been a couple of times in which I was like at friends' houses. I'm like, okay, what's the bathroom furthest from everybody?
2: <laughs> yeah. Or just bring your own toiletry spray or something. Definitely, we'll have to start carrying that around. <laughs> yeah, like your own little travel travel size Lysol. <laughs> Girls, you do not need to worry about that. Do you? If you got a poop, poop. <laughs> Honestly, to poop
1: freaking poop. Honestly, I did not think insides, it was a concern, okay? All right. <laughs>
2: We're working on it. All right. We only live once. <laughs> <laughs> so what is some advice that you have for
0: singles that are looking for a meaningful relationship?
2: <laughs> One I think the things we've been talking about is first check yourself. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for a meaningful relationship? Like, see, it depends on where you are in your life. I think, you know, Okay, say you're younger and you're just trying to start your career and you absolutely hate your job. You're probably not in a place to be dating because you're miserable with your job. You kind of got to get that fixed first. Or maybe you're with like you're my age and you have an ex-husband or an ex-wife and still unresolved issues, even though you're divorced or you're having issues with the kids Are you ready? You're probably not ready because all of that crap is going to come into your next relationship that you're trying to have. Or maybe you have unresolved issues with your family that eats away at you. So I don't think people look at it in that way. And I know not, I don't know if you're ever 110% ready because nothing in your life will ever be perfect, Mm -hmm. but there are some things that I think people are unaware of like, wow, I'm just struggling financially. I, I I hate my job. I'm unhappy. How can you be in a happy relationship if that's how you feel? You know what I mean? Yeah. I've never been married, but say, you know, you've had a horrible divorce. A lot of people, I think, try to date too soon after being divorced, Mm -hmm. especially if the divorce was hard or, you know, you have ish kids with issues because a lot of kids today, there's a lot of different issues with kids today that we didn't have when we were kids growing up. Yeah. Or, you know, there's a lot involved And even the guy I'm dating. When I told him that I wanted to design a relationship ready single site, which I am doing and I'll, I would love to come and talk to you guys about it once it's done. But I was saying the things, the questions that are going to be asked in order for you to be accepted on the site, which is going to be very different than any questions that are asked on any other. And he's like, I wouldn't be accepted. I'm like, no, (laughs) I'm like, seriously, you told me you were ready for a relationship and we've done struggled a lot when it comes to him and I were great when it comes to his ex and his teenage boys. Not so much. Mm. And he finally, he's starting to, like, lay down the law and get things more organized and push back a little bit. But he's like, I wouldn't have been accepted onto your site. I'm like, you would not be. So and he realizes that he's like, you know what? I I probably was not relationship ready. And that's what the thing is on. See, that's the thing about the Internet. And I always look. It always says, you know, dating casually, nothing serious, relationship ready. Pretty much anybody I've dated or was very interested in dating put relationship ready. And then they were not. Mm. You know, you have a couple great dates, you don't hear from them. That's not relationship ready to me. Right. Or people aren't adults anymore. Like that's the problem, though, is because it's very easy to not be an adult. Mm. It's very easy to hide behind your phone and text and go somebody or not respond to a text. Like back in my day, you actually had to pick up the phone and call somebody to ask for a date. Yeah. You don't have to do that anymore. It's so casual now. And it's also, I was talking on the other podcast. One of the things that irks me the most is that people are so casual about dating that they'd be like, hey, maybe we can go out Friday night. I'll give you a call on, or I'll text you on Friday morning. And then you never hear from them. Right? Yeah. Back in my day, People wanted to see each other. So they called on a Monday. Hey, can we go out on Friday night? In my mind, if you want to see me, you're going to make plans in advance and make sure I'm free on Friday. Not, oh, hey, you know, maybe I'll give you a call on Friday morning or send you a text and maybe we'll go out Friday night. Yeah. It's just not, it's just so cash. It's just lacking respect. It's lacking adults being adults because you can hide behind your cell phone. But I'm an old lady, so that's how I feel. (laughs) (laughs) But I think a lot, I always say I was born in the wrong time. Like I should have been born back in the day with like saddle shoes and a poodle skirt and the soda (laughs) shop shop machines and the, you know, soda shops. And there was more courting and it wasn't like one guy was talking to 10 other women or, you know what I mean? But everyone has the same 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 complaints about internet dating today and dating in general they do and then it's like
0: so what are you doing to not be a part of that problem
2: it's hard that's why I want to start this different type of internet dating site and you know and they say it's a numbers game it's a numbers game it's a numbers game and I guess you just can't take it personally like and so let me give you guys some Oh, not so great statistics, which will just make it even feel even better. <laughs> so I believe it was on datingadvice.com, but it is in my book that 60% of profiles are of people who are already in a relationship. So 60, meaning six, zero? 60, 60, meaning they're married or already dating somebody. That's 60% of profiles. Oh One in 10 profiles are fake. OK, uh, that I'm not surprised by. <laughs> so another thing that I have also learned and realized is that I don't know if you guys have been on dating sites. You, you know, you do your whole profile and then you're like, I'm not doing this and you just become inactive or you cancel your membership. But you don't take down your profile. It right. <laughs> So yeah. a lot, a lot <laughs> of companies, a lot of companies will keep up profiles, especially if it's somebody good looking or whatnot, right. To make people sign up because they use apps. So you could be emailing 10, 25 people and 20 of those 25 profiles are people who are inactive, but never deleted their profile.
1: Oh, my mind is blown <laughs>
0: This is right? why I confess I'm part of the problem.
2: That's all, I mean I Gumble haven't has been
0: telling nine. me hey come back you know connect from home and I'm
1: just like oh, I just the idea I just it. assume that if like I'm inactive they would take me out of rotation or take other people out of rotation oh, not
2: necessarily oh this and I got I found it in my book so one in ten sex offenders are on a dating site. Okay. Online predators commit 16,000 abductions, 100 murders and thousands of rapes a year. They're all deleted. I'm deleting them all. And one in 10 online daters quit after only three months because that's how much they hate it.
0: Don't give up, girls. (laughs) How do we not give up with those
2: statistics? I I Mm -hmm. I did meet my boyfriend on Plenty of Fish, which is supposed to be like the hookup site because it's free. Actually, the last significant relationship I had was before I sold my house and I went in my RV. Um, I met him on, I believe, Plenty of Fish too. But I've been on eHarmony, I've been on Bumble, I've been on Zeusk, I've been on what else have I been on like enough of them Mm -hmm. match match and think about it think how much money we spend on internet dating I told you match in 2020 was worth 20 over 21 uh, billion dollars I'm always on the free ones I refuse to pay I would not I would not pay and that People could be like, you're wrong. You know, only serious people will pay. And I nah, think that's Brett. bullshit. No, I think it's bullshit. With those stats, I don't want to be on any of them.
0: <laughs> we are the matchmakers? I need one of those. They need to come back. no oh, because I'm going
2: to start my internet dating site and you guys are going to sign up. All right. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Make sure there's no sex offenders. You can avoid them.
2: Oh, no. I'm actually going to do criminal background checks. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm That's
0: here for answer. it. Yeah, yeah. I
2: got nothing to hide. No, I don't either. So, and if you do, you know, everyone has their mistakes. But I'm not saying, you know, but just yeah, check just checks in general and questions that you have to answer. You know, none of these. Another big problem people has is, first of all, people lie on their profiles, right? they don't look like their pictures Mm, they aren't they they aren't divorced even though they say there are and they may be still married or only separated they lie about kids kids age so all of that stuff on my site is going to be checked i'm not playing yeah that's what i'm talking about so that's the next thing after i get settled with the book and um the t-shirts, I have some singles t-shirts that kind of coincide with the book that you can see on my website too. I'll definitely check those out after I'm done reading that book.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How do you keep things interesting in a relationship? Once you, you've been in a, you're in a relationship now that's 10 months old. How do you keep it, you know, fresh and interesting?
2: I think one of the things that why we get a little... I'm from Boston and we're kind of known to be a little rough around the edges, like very upfront. We speak our mind. I come from a big Italian family. from Very, very on my dad's side and mom's side, all the women are very opinionated and very strong. And Pete, my boyfriend, comes from New York. And I mean, come on, New York? They're freaking <laughs> lunatics in New York. So we have very similar um sarcasm banter you know what I mean Mm -hmm. um but um I think it's too because uh he gets very uh excited about my businesses and I get excited about like he's an entrepreneur as well like Mm -hmm. what he's doing so it's great because we and we started a greeting card line together Called for Pete's sake, which is, a <laughs> and that's his name. His name is Pete. It's called for Pete's sake. And they're funny, sweet, raunchy, inappropriate cards. And um so we have that just drive the entrepreneurial spirit. And I think that's what, you know, and we have our issues too, but I think communication is key, mm-hmm. you know, and having the same interests. They always say opposites attract. And I don't know attract and I don't know if I agree with that or not Mm. because how can you have an introvert who is not like an entrepreneurial spirit date someone who's an extrovert with an entrepreneurial spirit I don't know yeah not sure but you know but I guess how you keep a relationship interesting is depends on what the two people like Mm
0: -hmm.
2: you know like he's great about we go out and do things or we have like a, a TV show we binge watch together. I, For me, the, this has worked because we're both similar in our entrepreneurial spirits in our support of each other. That's what has really like, it's less, maybe when I was younger, it was more physical based. This time it's more emotional based.
0: Okay,
2: It doesn't mean it has to be like that, but that's mm-hmm. what I'm looking for. How did you get from on the app to,
1: like, dating for real, for reals off of the app?
2: I've, I have not met somebody off of an app. Wait, I thought... Well, Plenty of Fish is, fish not, is, quite an app. is not an app. Oh, it's okay. not an app? What is it?
1: <laughs> no, I think it's an app. So how did you connect with him on there and then decide to be like, I want to meet up with him in person?
2: Oh! Oh! I'm not one. Another thing people complain about is like they'll send each other 8000 emails and texts and then people are afraid to meet in person. I am not doing that. No. (laughs) I mean, I want to I am actually like to talk to somebody on the phone first. And a lot of people just want to text and meet right away. (laughs) But I'll ask. I'll be like, "Okay, when do you want to meet? Like, I'm not looking for a texting relationship. Okay. You know, when do you want to meet? Not everybody feels comfortable with that. Obviously, you should always meet in a public place. Anytime, even at the age of 49 or if you're 29 or 49, somebody should know where you are. Yes. Mm -hmm. I would tell my mom and dad back in Massachusetts or one of my girlfriends, this is where I'm going. This is his first name. This is his last name. This is where he works. And this is his phone number. It just you have to be you have to be safe. And, you know. Um, so I, I, would just be like, Hey, do you want to meet? I mean, I'm I, like me, but then again, that's me. I'm quality time. I don't want to talk to you for a month over the phone because let me tell you, I've had some phenomenal conversations over the phone with men and then when we meet in person, it's a disaster.
1: Yes. You I
2: understand
0: that. It's <laughs> translate in you hu- in like in human. Like,
2: <laughs> I don't know. It's like maybe because the chemistry isn't there or like the energy, or maybe, see, I'm not one of those girls who's different based on the guy. Mm -hmm. I like to eat. I'm going to eat a burger and fries in front of you and not a salad. (laughs) Like, I am not different from guy to guy or from the phone to in person. I've Mm -hmm. always kind of been more of an extrovert. This is me. I talk a lot. So maybe people are a little bit different when they are Just texting or on the phone because they're hiding behind it. Mm -hmm. And then when you meet in person, you know, that's something else that that's your choice. You know, that's a choice. Some people like, no, I want to talk to them for a couple of months. Okay. Well, what happens when you meet in person and you're disappointed after all those months? You know, it depends. Everybody has their own preference. Me, no. First of all, you guys know I hate texting Anyways, So I want (laughs) to meet you. I want to meet you. I want to be dating someone. I want to be in a relationship. But that's because that's what I know I wanted. And maybe some people like, you know, I just want to chat with people. And that's fine, too. But you need to be okay with what you want. And then being okay, putting that out for other people. Because if that's how you're coming off, that's what you want. You know, you're going to attract that back yeah no so, i mean i'll just ask people hey when are we gonna get together and if they're like uh, uh, that's a red flag i have red flags in my book girls oh let me tell you another positive thing mm-hmm. okay so there now there's you guys know what a red flag is right oh yeah yeah okay so there's internet dating red flags and first date dating red flags. Cause now we have two levels, right? Back in my day there were just first date red flags. Okay. So I can't remember how many internet dating red flags there are, but I think I got it. I can't remember when I got it, but it is quoted in there, the source I got it from. But there's 30 first date red flags. Okay.
0: 30. It's not as many as I thought it would be. I thought it would be. Oh, really? Oddly. Oh, yeah.
2: If you told me 67, I'd have been like, right. that sounds about right. Let's see. The red flags of first. I think it's a bunch of bullshit, too. This is what and I wrote that in the book. <laughs> because I'm like, forgot. OK, so this is one of them. Insist on ordering your food or drinks. So that's supposed to be a red flag when you're in person. And I'm like, wait a minute. This is a first date. Now, if this guy said to me, you know what? asked me what I wanted and then said I'd like to order for you I would be okay if he ordered my food without asking me and I didn't like it I'd be oh hell no because you don't want to mess with me and my food because I like to eat I just you know, had
1: that conversation game. with my brother <laughs> we were going back and forth it like wouldn't it be cool if like somebody ordered food for you and I was like if he knew exactly what I'd wanted yes. sure yes. but no yes. I don't want to sit down and he goes she will have this, that, and that, and that. And I'm just like, yeah, no, that's not going to fly. We argued back and forth about that.
0: And very quickly being like, actually, she will have this, this, this. Do not... I, I think a lot of these red flags come from like a level of respect and a lack of understanding like if this is our first date you don't know me enough to know to order for me hell my mother barely knows enough to order for me so like i mean she has an idea of what i would like but I've, there are plenty of times she's gotten it wrong so do not think <laughs> I'm a stranger from the internet
2: Probably. well what if they what if they asked you oh you know what are you gonna get and he and then he said to the server oh and she's gonna have but he had asked you that's fine because we've talked Red. about it right so that's the I'm thing communicate
1: you still, still be a, i'd still be on the fence just because um,
2: that's i think that's very gentlemanly is that a word <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. so this is another That's red another flag, one. which I agree of hundred and ten percent. A red flag is when you go on a date with someone and you are the only one asking questions. <laughs> like they're not asking you questions. They're doing nothing. Oh, yeah. You're just oh, constantly okay. not conversation, to get know you. asking the questions drives me nuts. I can talk to anybody. If you can't talk back to me, we are not gonna work out. No. Another think, red, yeah, red flag is complains all the time. This is yeah. just first dates, right? Mm-hmm. Now, refuses to let you pay. I do not know. I don't think that's bad on a first date. Now, I don't know if it'd be different. Like if a guy said to me, no, 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 I want to pay. I'd be like, okay, that's very nice. I do not expect it. Right. No, I don't know if a man would feel that way if a woman says to him, no, 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 I'm going to pay. So it may depend on the gender. I'm not sure. It
0: depends on the scenario. Like if you pay for dinner and then we go for like after dinner drinks, and I am like, "Oh, I'll take care of this." And it depends. I guess it depends on how forceful he says no, right? Like if it's like, "Oh no, I got it," and it's like, "I promise, I got it." That's different than being, "No, I'm a man and I
1: pay for it always." Like I mean, that's a different conversation. I mean, if it's a first date and he was the one that like asked me out i'd be okay with him being like i oh, got it yeah that's fine yes.
0: i'm not going to fight with somebody if they say they got it but if i offer to it's like if we're at a second location i'm like oh i got it then nope if he asked
1: me i'll let <laughs> I, him, i'll let him go for it like yeah i am me too first
2: date, that's fine See, that's the thing. There's so many freaking questions about dating. (laughs) Why does that have to be so effing complicated? There's so many loopholes. There is. And people make big deal out of the stupidest stuff. And I think forget, like, really what is important. Yeah. You know what I mean? Another one was... makes all this all of their stories about themselves which is definitely a red flag because all they're doing is talking about themselves yeah that's what the internet's for like exactly (laughs) but and then there was some um internet dating months like on profiles um Like they have uh, must haves on their profile. Like he must have, she must have. Oh, okay. Or they have a lot of photos, but very minimal information about themselves. They seem too good to be true. They usually are. That's right. (laughs) It's like you're
0: too beautiful in your pictures. It's probably fake. (laughs)
2: Well <laughs> uh, half the time people's pictures aren't even well, their real their picture own. yeah I know fishing. now that has not happened to me I don't know if that's ever happened to me where I met somebody and they did not look like their picture but I've heard that has happened to a lot of people so so we asked um a couple well we
1: asked our listeners to see what type of questions they would want to ask we gave them like a brief synopsis of like who you are basically off of the back of your book. And so we asked our listeners to submit questions of what they would like us to ask you. So we're going to ask you some of those questions. I'm ready. All righty. So to kick things off, somebody wants to know were you ever engaged? And if so, who or when was it called off?
2: I have never been engaged. All righty. And I have never dated somebody and broken up with them and said, "Damn, I let I lot I lot I let a good one go." And I say in my book, I do not miss any of my exes. Hmm.
1: Wow. All righty. Another one is: Have you healed emotionally from all your relationships? Or are you still battling some demons?
2: Oh, I definitely still. I still do. I think it's hard. The gentleman that I'm dating now has an ex with issues and a 15 and 17 year old with issues. And that has affected our relationship greatly sometimes. And before I left in my RV, I was dating and living with someone who had an ex and kids affecting our relationship. And I said, I would never date somebody like that again. And here I am again. So I'm I probably oversensitive to it. Mm -hmm. because, but I'm much more, but he and I communicate much better about it. And he has much more patience when I say something about his kids or his ex. So, but yes, I think that definitely plays a part in my patience level for it. But, you know, like a life coach said, you're choosing to be in it. You're choosing to stay in it. That's your choice. Do you have
1: a type? When it comes to guys.
2: Mm-hmm. I love blue eyes. <laughs> I'm lucky my boyfriend has blue eyes, but a type. It depends. You mean like a personality type? Uh, Personal, I don't know. Physical Whichever way you want to take like... it. I tend, I tend to like dark hair and blue eyes. My ex has like salt and pepper and blue eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not like in any way a fit. Barbie doll, but I definitely want somebody who can like kayak or walk or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like that. Um, definitely somebody outgoing and funny. I love to laugh. So definitely somebody <laughs> outgoing and funny, definitely driven and motivated because I am as well. Um, and my type would be my love language as well, like physical touch, quality time, I'm very, very affectionate. Um, So I guess I think your type changes the older you get too, and the more relationships you have, your type changes. What, you know, may turn you on, turn you off, what your partner you thought they would be like has changed 10 years later. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Um, okay. Another one is what's your motivation to continue dating?
2: Well, like I said, I have met somebody and I, I say, if he and I break up, I'm done. That's what I say. Like, okay. I, I just, I can't, I can't. And you know what I think? And I mean, I hope we don't, I really enjoy having him in my life, but, but, you know, I always said that. And then I'm like, well, damn it. I don't want to be alone. <laughs> How am I going to meet somebody? And then I do it and then I get pissed and then I don't go on the sites and then I go back on the sites and then I say, I'm never going to do it. And then I do it again. It's because I want to be in a relationship. If I want to just do casual, I could just meet somebody casually every night from these dating sites. Yeah. Okay. That's not what I'm looking for. You know what I mean? It is. It's I'm not going to lie. It's very hard to stay motivated in the dating world today and not get totally depressed, disappointed, want to give up. You know, some people like, oh, wow, you know, it's not that bad. I'm like, well, then why? Ninety nine percent of the people I talk to say it's bad. Um, Another question was, what what have you learned about
1: yourself after all these years of dating?
2: I can tell you, like the very first I told you, I didn't really date till I was 21. I remember the very first guy that like I thought I loved, which obviously I didn't. Um, So I was like young and dumb and naive, but he was verbally abusive, Mm -hmm. not physically or anything, but verbally abusive. And it didn't even phase me, not in a way that it would now, because that would I wouldn't even go on a second date. You know what I mean? I would never even have been in a relationship with him. Um, But I was young and dumb and thought I was in love and blah, blah, blah. And um, I've just learned that you need to stand up for yourself, believe in yourself and respect yourself enough not to let somebody treat you disrespectfully. So but that's what I have learned that, you know, who I am. Like I said earlier, you cannot know who you want to be until you know who you are and what you want. Yeah. Okay. And then once you know that and you feel confident in yourself and know who you are and what you deserve, then you'll be able to go and find that. And what you deserve. Like if a guy's going to play you and like ghost you or like call you and then not call you for a week, fuck him, excuse my mouth. Unless you're cool with that. Unless you want something very, very casual. Yeah, I'll see you if I see you. But if that's Mm -hmm. not what you want, screw that or same for guys if a girl is like dragging you along playing you just say no thank you you know what I mean Mm -hmm.
1: true and that kind of that answer or that snippet kind of goes with another question that we got is just how do you deal with sex in the dating world
2: that is another bit that is a big big part of it because people will I think people jump in, jump into sex way too quickly compared to back in the day, say when my parents were dating, Mm -hmm. I mean, they've been married 51 years. They're in their seventies. It's a lot different. You know, people waited a lot till marriage back then. And I'm not saying you should do that. I do not agree with that. And that's fine. But I think you have to be very careful about that. And that's a, a reason a lot of people get hurt because you might be on two different pages and then you mix intimacy and sex with it. And somebody could get attached. And and that one person thought it meant more than the other person thought it meant. And now they've broken up with you. They've ghosted you, which is so stupid. I can't believe I'm 49 using the word ghost, but anyways. (laughs) um, So I think that's another thing about open communication. If you are fine, casually dating casual sex, I am not against that in any way, shape or form. i gone through that in my life but sex and dating you need to decide before you even do that what you truly want do you want a casual hey fling i'll see you when i see it or no i want a sex that leads to relationship. so i can tell you in a statistic in my book one in four one one out of four one night stands do lead to a relationship supposedly it's better odds
0: than i thought
2: Yes. No, I've had one night stands, you know, that haven't read, led to a relationship and I didn't think they would. hmm. I mean, I have made mistakes in the past, really falling for someone and having sex too early and then getting hurt. Yeah, I do think waiting is a good idea until you're both on the same page. But that doesn't even that's not going to secure anything either. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dating is like a risk. Falling in love is a risk. And no matter what you do, no matter how long you've been doing it, no matter how much you think you know, it doesn't matter. You're still possibly going to get hurt. And that's just the reality of the situation. But being on the same page with someone. but, But like I said, before you're on that page with them. What do you want? What do you want? Do you want casual sex? Do you want sex that's going to lead to a relationship? Do you want to wait until marriage or you're engaged to have sex? You need to know what you want so you can verbalize it to that other person and then stay true to your beliefs and what you want, even if theirs is different and they're trying to change, you know, what you want. Mm-hmm. Somebody like, well, what do you mean you want to wait? Oh, but I really like you or blah, blah, blah. no. Stand true to your beliefs or your convictions because you're guarding your heart as well. And sex is a lot more casual, like I said, today than it used to be.
1: Yeah, agreed. Okay, so Lori, I know you said... Like growing up, you didn't really have the, this is what my wedding would look like. This is a dress I want to wear or anything like that. But we have one last question for you that we ask okay. all of our guests. And all right. question
2: is, is marriage worth it? That's such a great question. I can tell you, and I can't even count the number of times on my fingers how many of my married friends with kids or acquaintances or just people in general with kids or who are married or married with kids or just kids, divorced with kids. They're like, you are the smartest person I know, never married, no kids. That's what they say. I don't know. My parents have been married 51 years. I can't even imagine being married to fifty-one for someone to 51 years. I can't imagine being married to somebody for 51 years. And I find it amazing. And it's just touching and it's great. And I don't know. I, am, I can't answer it. Remember, my book's not a self-help book. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, in some ways, I think it is. You know, if you want a family and... But isn't it like 50% of first marriages end in divorce? 60% of second marriages end in divorce. I mean, I don't know, but people are getting married a lot quicker today than they used to. You know what I mean? I think it's because back when my parents got married, it was death to us part. Now it's like, if we don't work, we'll just get a divorce. I think it's a lot different now than it used to be. And like I said, people are just, more casual about relationships and dating and Mm -hmm. it's just a whole different world so I don't know if marriage is worth it girls and I'm sorry to disappoint you if you're hoping to get married
0: (laughs) (laughs) we made a podcast to find out if we want it so no worry
1: (laughs) how old are you guys I'm I'm 30 I'm 27
2: my God, you don't look 30 years old and you don't look 27. Either. <laughs> I don't know, girls. I I honestly don't know. Like when I was your age, I was like, oh, I want to get married and have kids. I didn't picture it, but that's what I thought I wanted. Mm-hmm. But then the woman I was talking to last night, she's like 50 something and never married. And she has all these books published and she doesn't have any kids. And she's like, but that's what society puts the pressure on you to believe you should, you know, graduate high school, graduate college, get a good job, get married, have kids, save enough money to retire. And I have done, I mean, I graduate high school and college, but other than that, I have not taken that path in any way, shape or form. And I, you know what I mean? I wouldn't have been able to do my RV trip. I, if I was had kids, I might not have been able to write my book or start my t-shirt lines or, You know, I guess I don't know if it's worth it. It depends on what your goals are, what you're looking for, what your dreams are. You know, think about your dreams. Can you pursue your dreams and be successful with a husband and kids and the responsibility of a home? If you're like not, no, not right now, then fine. Get married when you're older. I mean, everyone thinks. So this is another thing I was talking to my boyfriend about. So. People will say to me, or I feel like people think, wow, she's 49, never married. What's wrong with her? Right. Right. However, if you meet someone that's been married twice or three times and divorced, that seems to be more acceptable than never being married.
0: Which is so backwards. Which is weird.
2: But I really think in society it is. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know, you know, the right answer, the wrong answer. I think society, the pressure of society plays a large part in it. All righty, guys. So there you have it. The answer to that
1: question is simply, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Lori,
0: tell
2: us about um, the title of your book and where we can uh, get it. Yes, it's called Dating What the Fuck. And you can get it on my website, which is datingwhatthefuck.com. Um, you can also get it on uh, Amazon. So in the search engine, if you just type in "dating what the fuck," it will come up, and you can get it in print version or ebook. It's also available like on Smashwords. I think it's available on Barnes and Nobles, but all of those platforms you'll find on my website. Or like I said, you can go to Amazon, and it is ebook or print. And once again, it's datingwhatthefuck.com. And on Facebook, it's facebook.com/backslash dating is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for taking some time out to spend with us lori yes thank you guys oh my god this was great and so easy to talk to you so easy to talk to you too and hopefully i'll be back on again with my uh, relationship ready yeah. singles yes. website yes let us know if you ever have any questions girls i'll give you some free life coaching advice just give me a ring-a-ling ding ding <laughs> will do I'm Monique.
1: And I'm Janelle. And And this this has been... Is Marriage Worth It?